Judges 13. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord gave them into the land, into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. There was a certain man of Zorah, of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren, had no children. And the, and the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you're barren and you have no children, but you will conceive and bear a son. Therefore be careful and drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. And the woman came and told her husband, a man of God came to me, and his appearance was like the appearance of an angel of God. It was very awesome. I did not ask where he was from, and he did not tell me his name, but he did say, behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. So then drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, Please let the man of God whom you sent come again and teach us what we're to do with this child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. So the woman ran quickly to her husband and said, Behold, the man of the Lord who came to me the other day has come again. And Manoah arose, and he went after his wife and came to the man and said, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, now when your words come true, what is to be this child's manner of life? What is his mission? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine. Neither let her drink wine or strong drink or eat anything unclean. All that I command her, let her observe. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you and prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, If you detain me, I will not eat of your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was an angel of the Lord. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that when your words come true, we may honor you? But the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord, to the one who works wonders. And Manoah and his wife were watching. And when the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord went up in the flame of the altar. Now Manoah and his wife were watching, and they fell on their faces to the ground. The angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, for we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering or grain offering at our hands, or shown us all these things, or now announced to us such things as these. And the woman did bear a son and called his name Samson. And the young man grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Mahanadan between Zorah and Eshtal. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. All right, Dees, 
Great reading. Great to be in the chair. With Got you in the, the chair. Wills. Here we are. <laughs> Will Square. We've, uh, we've jumped pretty far down. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. We've jumped pretty far down in the redemptive line um, and or just in the biblical narrative. And this story is very reminiscent of Luke 1, which is mm-hmm. the promising of John the Baptist. And, and so a lot of similar language if you read them side by side. And Dees, we have the great privilege. Sometimes we have to discern. <laughs> I was just thinking about we, that. <laughs> we have to discern why the great Will Kynes has so carefully chosen some of the passages, um, always for great reason. But now we can ask him, not in, in riddles or parables, but yeah. here mouth face to, to mouth. face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now Will has spoken to us mouth to mouth. Now, um, yeah, we try to get into your head, right? <laughs> but now we're yeah. we're in. Yeah. Well, you're on it, Luke one. I mean, the the parallels here are pretty striking. They are between the angel appearing first to the woman and then in well first again to the woman and then the man gets pulled into it, right? Mm-hmm. So the communication of God's purposes through these angel through the angel to mm-hmm. the father and the mother in this these purposes include a mission mm-hmm. right and the mission you see it explicitly referenced in verse 12 uh, but earlier in verse 5 he shall begin to save israel from the hand of the philistines uh, so this child is born to be a savior right yep uh, but not quite the savior that we were hoping for. So we see this again and again in the Old Testament as we follow this story mm-hmm. is we've been promised in Genesis 3.15 that the offspring of the woman will crush the serpent. Mm-hmm. Is this the one? Is yeah. Samson going to be the one? Yeah, well, it's as so you read on, no. It's so interesting how offspring oriented the whole of the Old Testament really is. Yes. The hope of the offspring is real. And, uh, and yeah, again, here again, there is oppression, right? The Philistines are ruling over the people. Mm-hmm. They've been delivered into their hands, and yet there's hope for redemption. There's hope for uh, that the enemy will be defeated and the the people of God will be restored. Um, yeah, but it's an interesting story. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're supposed to get into the story or just stay on the. I'm trying to get into your head here. Like, how far do we go with this? But, uh, I mean, we're focused on Advent right now, but there is a lot of fascinating stuff here. I don't think we have time to go into Nazarite vows and all of those things. But I think at the least, the Nazarite vow is pointing to this is a person set apart. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's set apart from your normal Israelite, and he's going to communicate that in the distinct way that he lives his life. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I love in, in verse 12, Manoah asks, what is to be the child's manner of life and what is his mission? And the angel of the Lord just totally ignores the question <laughs> and repeats his commands uh, for yeah, the mother. He's really concerned <laughs> with her not drinking yeah. strong drink. And then wine. Manoah, you know, he he's you know, trying to figure out what's going on. He asks the angel's name and he says, like, why do you care? It's too, it's too extraordinary for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it is wonderful. Yeah. So it, it's so interesting. And, and Samson is a really fascinating figure uh, because if you want to talk about God, you know, doing great things through, you know, human filth, uh, Samson's a good case yeah. study. Um, he's impulsive. He is angry and lustful. Um, and, and yet 
you know he's proud definitely yeah, very proud but we just read about him and as we were walking through hebrews 11 mm-hmm. and so god did have his hand um at work through the days of samson um so wh- what are y'all you know as i guess specifically reading this as an advent passage samson is you know a he's a foreshadowing of he's the one a type of christ so even though you kind of yeah. almost feel dirty saying that yeah exactly yeah. but because samson has so many issues yeah. but i mean in the end yeah he lays down his life innocence for the victory of his people which is of course what we see um in our in our savior and our lord jesus um obviously though he there you know jesus is a better samson and that's pretty <laughs> easy bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but um and and I just think I also think like the anointing of Samson it, it points us to I mean Christ came working miracles doing many wonders in the sight of many so did Samson in a sense uh, I mean mm-hmm. there was these wonders that the Lord allowed him to do through his great strength I mean Samson was a favorite I mean I'm sure he still is of I mean probably many boys I mean Samson's <laughs> kind of fun to learn about in Sunday yeah. school you know killing it, dudes with bones yeah, yeah. I mean he's <laughs> his so life is strong. like a big WWE fight it's <laughs> yeah, like really. he would definitely come out like yeah. on the like yeah. tractor yeah, and like definitely. throw a folding chair over somebody uh <laughs> But of course, in the end, you know, the, the WWE temple is all torn down and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, collapses to, on Vince McMahon the, and yeah. he's like the evil owner, uh, Vince like, McMahon, Vince McMahon, that, yeah, 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 right, like Vince yeah. McMahon dies. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, in the end, obviously the Philistines are defeated. I mean, that, that is kind of this amazing irony to this story, um, and again, that's a kind of type of Christ too. In the least likely way, God brings victory for his people. He shows concern for his people. He shows love for his people. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the same thing. I mean, we see that theme all the way through, but of course we see it in our Lord Jesus. Yeah. And throughout the Old Testament, we see these little foreshadowings of yeah. Christ, but we're also reminded that's not the one. Yes. Right? With Samson, yes. it's so clear. He is not the one. And yet, he points us forward to mm-hmm. the one to come. Uh, and so even as difficult as it is to read his story, not in the way that we do in Sunday school, but if you actually pay attention to it mm-hmm. and just how broken and fallen that story is, that makes clear two things. One, God works in wonderful ways, as we see in this passage, ways that we don't expect. He works through human sin, as we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, and yet he's pointing forward t- to the one. The yeah. one who we can truly worship. We shouldn't worship Samson. Yeah. But there will will be God with us, Emmanuel, who will fulfill this mission to save his people from oppression. Yeah. I, I was having a conversation the other day with a, a friend of mine who's an atheist, and we were, you know, having like a friendly debate about this sort of stuff. And um, one of the things that, you know. And it's the direction that these conversations often tend to go is kind of the the what about. It's like, well, what about this in the Old Testament? Like, that's pretty screwed up. That's right. Pretty yeah, yeah, and and yeah. sort of like that, the game of whack-a-mole that, that starts. And, you know, what I was trying to help them see is if the testimony of Jesus is not true, then the Bible is like a haunted house of weird, scary stories that happened for no good reason. But if the testimony of Christ is true, if he did live perfectly and die sacrificially and rise victoriously, and we read all of this 
not through, you know, some storybook lens, but through a lens of God bringing redemption through the earth, then these things just light up with the oh. faithfulness of God and God's redeeming hand. And instead of being disturbed or pushed away by it, it, it actually brings worship. It draws you in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the key. I mean, the resolution to this story ultimately and the whole story of Samson is Jesus. We can learn some things about God, but it's so weird and incomplete because there's so much sin and, as you say, just trouble in the story. But, of course, Christ uh, ultimately brings a resolution mm-hmm. that makes it all good and beautiful right in God's time. So, For Will Carlisle and Will Kynes, Will Squared, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.